today on CityCast Philly. Philly may lose more than 10,000 affordable housing units in the next decade. City Council has passed bills aimed at preserving them. Today, I'm speaking with a reporter about the battle between keeping homes affordable and rising rents. It's Tuesday, May 16th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Erin Moselle, you cover housing and community development for WHYY's Plan Philly. So City Council just passed the People's Preservation Package. Can you explain what this piece of legislation actually is? Yeah, the package includes a couple of bills. The first one is about the city creating this directory of affordable housing, particularly housing that Um, is what we call federally assisted. Um, And there's all kinds of different forms that can take, um, including rent subsidies through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And so there'd be this directory and included in that directory would be when these different affordability restrictions expire. The idea being that the city and others can be a step ahead of these property owners and kind of know what's going to be expiring and, and what's going to be continuing. The other part, sort of the, the meat of the of the package, places new requirements on property owners who maintain these federally assisted properties. It gives uh, the city and tenant groups and affordable housing providers a chance to bid on these properties before they are marketed. Um, so that means the owner cannot consider or accept any offers for the property during this 45-day window. Um, It also gives these same groups an opportunity to match, you know, an offer that uh, the property owner gets. Um, They have 60 days to do that. And if they are able to match it, then the property owner is required to take that and not any other offer that, that it might get. So those are the basic strokes. Erin, can you explain what's the difference between housing that's federally assistant rental property versus private market housing? Yeah. So when something is federally assisted, it means that there's some kind of subsidy involved. So the the classic example would be that there's an agreement uh, between the, uh, the property owner and HUD, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And so the residents would pay about 30% of their income each month, um, depending on what their income is. And then HUD would pick up the rest. Um, It's generally about 70%. And that is guaranteed income. So basically, the the property owners, they get the full rent. It just has a couple different sources, um, usually the federal government and then the tenant um, themselves. Aaron, is it expected that Mayor Jim Kenney will approve the People's Preservation Package? It is. Um, a spokesperson did tell me that he is expected to sign both of these bills. However, there was a caveat that is that the city does not have the resources to be bidding and buying these properties. So while the legislation does give the city that opportunity, um, along with the tenant groups and the affordable housing providers, it sounds like the city may not be playing an actual role going forward. Now, we will have a new mayor coming, so maybe they'll feel differently, but at least as far as the Kennedy administration is concerned for the rest of his term, that won't be happening. What's been the reaction from property owners and developers? 
Yeah, property owners are not uh, thrilled. I spoke to uh, someone who represents the Building Industry Association of Philadelphia. That's a group that represents private developers. Um, these are people that may be interested in buying some of these affordable housing units once the affordability restrictions expire on these deals. And their take was that while this bill is uh, well-intentioned, you know, they support trying to preserve affordable housing, there is a concern there that it will dissuade property owners from running these units as affordable to begin with uh, if they know that at, at the end of the affordability restrictions, if they choose to sell the property or if they want to turn them into market rate apartments instead, that there'll be sort of a stigma around that about kind of why, why aren't you continuing the affordability? The city has an affordability crisis here, affordable housing crisis here. And so there is concern that this will be just another reason for folks to just stick with market rate and not delve into the affordable housing landscape where the margins are not as big um, and there's not as much money that can be made. So basically, landlords and developers, they don't want bad publicity. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're talking about private property here, and there is no obligation for these private developers to to continue these these keeping these units affordable permanently. That's just mm -hmm. not the way that that's not the arrangement, and has never been the arrangement. Aaron, this all stems from a recent housing controversy at the University City townhomes in West Philadelphia. You know, we've talked about this uh, particular story on the show before. But Aaron, can you give us a brief overview of what this affordable housing unit went through over the past few months? Yeah, so this started when the owner of that uh, complex uh, has about 70 units in West Philly. When the owner decided that he wanted to stop maintaining that property as affordable, wanted to to put it up for sale. This is after nearly 40 years of, of keeping these as affordable. And so that set off this long saga where there was pushback from elected officials and from the tenants themselves saying, you know, this is one of the few affordable housing complexes in University City, which is a swiftly gentrifying section of Philadelphia. You know, this is where University of Pennsylvania is. This is where Drexel is. So they pushed back for some time um, to the point where there was also legislation introduced that put a moratorium on demolishing the complex itself and also placed some affordability restrictions on the parcel going forward. That led to a federal lawsuit filed by the property owners against the city council person and the city. That lawsuit recently settled, um, and the terms include preserving a part of the complex's footprint for affordable housing. Um, there's also some money that will go to the existing tenants who were displaced as a result of the, the impending sale. There's no buyer yet, but the owner is now free to demolish the existing structure and, and yeah, take offers. Is this also like a part of a symptom of the city's becoming more expensive? Sure. So in the case of the University City townhomes, I, you know, as I mentioned, it's in a section of the city where there is a lot of money that can be made. The complex sits on a piece of land that is very valuable. So there certainly is 
pressure on property owners to stop their affordability contracts with with HUD or, or however else they're doing it. Because as I said, you know, affordable housing is not where you make a bunch of money. But if you sell your property to a developer who's interested in, for example, you know, building a life sciences campus or building, you know, luxury apartments, there's more money to be made there. And so there's this constant pressure on these property owners who are entering into these agreements to to not enter into them. Aaron, what impact could this legislation have if it gets passed? And how could it save the supply of affordable housing? Um, this legislation that Councilperson uh, Jamie Gauthier introduced is sort of trying to create some space for different outcomes. There are thousands and thousands of units in Philadelphia that are federally assisted, and there is a clock on those. These are not permanently affordable housing. They are affordable as long as property owners want to keep them affordable. And so every year, there is a threat that Philadelphia will lose some of these units. These aren't the only source of affordable housing in the city by any stretch, but they are uh, a sizable uh, bucket of affordable housing that at this time, the, you know, housing advocates really are looking as, as a way to kind of not lose any more than, than we need to. Um, the catch here is that it still requires these tenant organizations and these affordable housing providers to, to come up with the funding to do this. Um, and that's not a guarantee. So it does provide, I think, a window that wasn't there before for these groups to kind of have priority over um, other folks in the market. And if they're successfully able to, to raise the funds, then, yeah, this could have a big impact. But I think that remains to be seen because generally these, these organizations run on tight budgets and, and fundraising is, is a challenge. Aaron Moselle, WHRY's Plan Philly Housing and Community Development Reporter. Thank you for joining me on CityCast Philly. Of course. We'll have a link to more of Aaron's stories in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Today is Election Day. All polling places open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. If you're unsure where your polling place is, go to atlas.phila.gov slash voting. We'll have a link in our show notes. We also asked the mayoral candidates to make their final sales pitch. Here's who we heard from. Alan Dom, Jeff Brown, James DeLeon, and Helen Gim. Hi, my name is Alan Dom, and I'm running for mayor of Philadelphia. One thing I love about Philadelphia is the people. I've been campaigning in every neighborhood across the city, and I can tell you Philadelphians everywhere are truly passionate about fixing what's broken in our city and creating opportunity for everyone. If I could snap my fingers and get rid of one thing about the city right now, it would be the violence. I've seen too many families in pain because of our public safety crisis. In my first 100 days in office, I would accomplish, number one, restoration of leadership to the mayor's office, implementation of a comprehensive public safety plan that will crack down on violent crime and end this sense of lawlessness. And three, implement my pledge to Philadelphia, which will provide high quality, effective city services in every neighborhood of our city. 
Hi, I'm, I'm Jeff Brown, and I'm running to be the 100th mayor of Philadelphia. One of the things I love about Philadelphia, it's diversity, and that with, with what comes with diversity is diversity of arts and culture and food. And we have some of the best neighborhoods in the world to get authentic food and experience cultures from everywhere. If I could snap my finger and get rid of one thing in the city right now, it would be structural poverty. I think it's at the root of almost all the problems we have. In my first 100 days in office, I want to accomplish three things. Pick up 50,000 abandoned cars from our neighborhoods to get rid of blight and to create new parking spaces for our citizens. I want to build a world-class leadership team in government to help me implement my agenda. And I want to produce our first budget that incorporates my priorities to make this a world-class city. And I want to, in advance, share it with our labor unions, the community in general, and city council so I can take their feedback into our plans right from the beginning. Hi, my name is James DeLeon, and I am running for mayor of Philadelphia. One thing I love about Philadelphia are the tree canopies. If I could snap my fingers and get rid of one thing about the city right now, it would be to reduce outside restaurant restrictions. In my first 100 days in office, I would accomplish these three things. One, reduce gun violence. Two, fix broken schools. Three, reduce generational poverty. Hi, my name is Helen Kim, and I'm running for mayor of Philadelphia to bring a transformative change in the way people actually live in this city. One thing I love about Philadelphia is its fighting spirit. We're the original home of rebels and revolutionaries, and we need that energy right now to take on our city's toughest problems. If I could snap my fingers and get rid of one thing about the city right now, it would be the idea that nothing ever changes. In my first 100 days in office, I will accomplish first declaring a state of emergency on gun violence to target illegal guns and remove them from our streets, deploy mental health crisis responders citywide so police can focus on solving violent crimes, and promote more detectives and invest in forensics to close cases. Second, I will kick off a Green New Deal for our schools to give every child a safe, healthy place to learn and bring after-school and enrichment programs to high-need neighborhoods. Finally, I'll split our streets department into two divisions, one that handles sanitation, addresses illegal dumping, and cleans and greens our neighborhoods to improve safety. And the other division will focus on transit, including safety on SEPTA and real attention to safer mobility for seniors, people living with disabilities, and pedestrians and bikers. Now, we either didn't hear back from these candidates or they said they couldn't provide a message by our deadline. Warren Bloom, Amon Brown, Delcia Gray, Sherelle Parker, Rebecca Reinhart, and David O. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning early with the results of the city's primary election. Bye. Bye.